Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Tuesday morning. So we had two injuries of concern in Arizona with the Kansas City Chiefs after the game. Patrick Mahomes, he was kind of dealing with that thumb issue. Um, said he was okay. They x-rayed it. That was cool. But uh, the two that I am concerned with are... Um, on the defensive side of the ball and one of the offensive line. Well, and, and they're unlikely to play, as a matter of fact, because the game is Thursday. Yep. They didn't practice yesterday. It's McDuffie and Butker. Butker hurt his, <laughs> hurt his foot on, I must admit to you, a play that I and many thousands of others did not see. And the reason we didn't see it is one here. It wasn't on the air. Uh, because of the uh, rules at CBS, and I guess I take that back. It's the rules that whomever is carrying the game, whatever network, they stay with the game they started until it's over, unless it's a route. And the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game was not a route. So the... In a situation like that, you know what you need to do? Listen to your home for the Kansas well, City Chiefs, 104.7 anyway. K. Anyway. That's they what we were doing. <laughs> uh, fact is, too, we've uh, I, we've made an attempt here to uh, uh, equalize the broadcast and the telecast. Yeah, yeah the if you, it, it's possible. You can do it. Well, anyway, everybody missed it because uh, they, it was the kickoff. And he planted his foot, this is Butker, planted his foot wrong at the tee and twisted or tore It looks something. like he slipped a little bit. It probably did. Yeah, when he came in, if you, they, they, because a lot of because they did replay it later on, um, and it looked like it came, he, it just came in like he slipped and it came in underneath Well, him. a slip is a twist, and that's what happened, and he pulled probably some ligaments. Anyway, he is likely out, but that's okay, because the Chiefs have Justin Reed in there as a defensive back who is also a very good kicker. And once he gets his game in place, he'll be fine. The other is the uh, young man who uh, is is a fine player, Trent McDuffie. And he, heck, he had to miss some of the exhibition season because of the protocol, concussion protocol. And now he has maybe another slight owie, as the late Kurt Murs used to call them. And then Juju Smith-Schuster and Orlando Brown had limited practice. They were among the ones with the... LPs, it's called, limited practice. But I suspect that they will be in that competition. So the Chiefs will go into the field on Thursday at Arrowhead Stadium against the Los Angeles Chargers and probably looking pretty good. I I think the Chiefs are very healthy. I think the Chargers are also healthy. One game last night, incidentally, and the Seattle Seahawks upset the Denver Broncos. What a shame. 17-16. to 17-16 was final, one-point loss. Uh, you know, Broncos didn't look half bad. I, you know, it's kind of hard to gauge uh, how teams really, really are right now because, you know, they've only had one game under the belt. They, it was not a bad game for a Monday night game. I'll have to give them that, though. It was a, it was a good contest. There's equally matched teams. I think Denver is going to get a whole lot better. You don't have the kind of talent that they have and not continue to improve, but that's the key improving and staying free of injury. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And uh, that Thursday night game for the Chiefs is going to be a tough ombre, my guy. All right, so after a couple weeks of college football, who is reigning supreme? Well, the Associated Press football poll is the Rosetta Stone of, of college football polls. It's the one that has the most credibility, and they boosted Georgia to number one in a very narrow uh, decision over Alabama. Alabama did win, but... And they are the national champs. So even though, well, actually, Georgia's the national champion. But uh, Alabama's now number two despite winning 20-19 to 19 over Texas. Anyway, it's Georgia 1, Alabama 2, followed by Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson. Arkansas is number 10. Why do we throw that in there? 
as they play the Bears on Saturday night. Watch out, gang. <laughs> you uh, smell... Uh, no, I, I do think... I told him on the air last night over on TV that uh, winning is uh, not realistic. You know, 1AA teams just don't beat 1A teams on a regular basis, and this is a nationally ranked 1A team. Okay, Arkansas will be very tough. If the Bears don't play them a good game, a solid game, you know, a couple touchdowns, three touchdowns maybe, then I, as a reporter, will be disappointed. I know Bobby Petrino will be. But I do think the Bears go down there. They'll they'll hit this team, and they'll hit them hard. You think Al Petrino's going to go see some friends while he's down there? What's the next question? <laughs> what team is the highest rank in the state among uh, high schools? <laughs> and notice how we dodge. I was the one who asked. So I'll, even, I'll get, I'll get in trouble. Even at 81 years old, I can still sashay. Yeah, himself. he knows. <laughs> uh, he, he's, you, you might think he might be losing a step, but he's uh, smart enough to know when I'm messing with him. It's how you take the steps. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the high school team's uh, the, looking the like? Misha, which is the Missouri State High School Activities Association takes all the teams in the state and they give them to the Raiders. Now, they, they do rate the teams by class, but they also put together a list of who the top teams in the state for a particular week might be. And how about this? Nixon down in Christian County is the number three team overall, overall, in the state of Missouri. That is pretty doggone good. Number one team is CBC from St. Louis, and they are really good. But Nixon, number three, that's pretty fair. Nixon, you know, could go undefeated the rest of the season. They've already overcome two of their big challengers, Webb City and Carthage, and beaten both of them. The Carthage game was 22-21, to 21, and that was on Friday night, and Nixon won it on a two-point conversion. Could have gone either way, but it did go Nixon's favor. Nixon plays Branson this week. Anyway, they are number three in the state overall and number three in Class 6. The rankings coming down. Southwest Missouri is very well represented. We have some good teams down here. And uh, we actually, this is week number four coming up, we're uh, getting to the point where the halfway halfway mark's about to be reached. For the high schools, we just started with the pros. And <laughs> I want to talk, since we're talking about rankings here, I wanted to bring this up as well. PFF's QB ranking for week one. They put Patrick Mahomes in at number eight. It blows my mind the way that system ranks these quarterbacks because it just it, it how can a guy who throws five touchdown passes, no picks, literally game manages the entire thing, be number eight out of ten. And you've got guys above him who is like number one. Josh Allen, who threw picks. I Kirk think, Cousins, I can I I'll tell I can, you what they're gonna, what they did in this ranking. They took into consideration the level of team that was played. Now Allen played the Los Angeles Rams, the Super Bowl champs, and Mahomes was up against a, a compromised Arizona Cardinals team. So that's what they're doing. That doesn't make any difference. The top two teams in the National League Central Division gonna be playing tonight. But you think the Cardinals got this thing in the bag? There is zero suspense to this one. Cardinals already lead the Milwaukee Brewers by eight games. It's a two-game series. Now, they do play two more times in Milwaukee, but come on. Eight games with about 21 to play ain't going to happen. The suspense involves Albert Pujols. Now, he is three shy of 700. Albert is already, folks, the fourth all-time leading home run hitter. That's not going to change. He already has that. He's passed Alex Rodriguez for that honor. But now he would like to get to really what is the halcyon marks in baseball, and that's 700 home runs. There are only three players who've done it, Barry Bonds, Henry Aaron, and Babe Ruth. 
And to have uh, Albert Pujols there, I think, would be very fitting. He knows that. He's three shy of it with 21 to go. Should get it. I'm guessing he gets about, I'm going to guess 703, 704 before the season is all over and his career comes to an end. He's already said he's stepping down. But over and above all of that, no, as far as the competition, even if the Cardinals lose, come on, still seven games ahead, and uh, they're not going to give this up. How many does he have for the year? 18. 18? He needed, at the start of the year, he needed 21 to get to 700. Nah, he can't do that. He's 42 years old. People like that. And, and for the month of A lot of people of, eating crow. Well, the month of June, he did nothing. Yeah. He absolutely did nothing. And you know, he's, he's done. They need to bench him and all this. Now look at And just came back hot, hot, hot. Well, man, it'll be a great thing if he can pull it off. And the Cardinals looking like they're going to have some postseason action, oh, which is also a good thing. So, Nebraska, crazy situation, but uh, definitely a cool thing for their interim coach uh, as far as it's also kind of a historic thing, too, for it, Nebraska. It is. He is the first African-American to ever ho- uh, head coach the team. This is Mickey Joseph, and he's a good quarterback in his day. Interestingly enough, Scott Frost, of course, was an All-America quarterback at Nebraska. He could not get it done. He finishes, they fired him on Sunday, they being the officials at Nebraska. He finishes with 16 wins, 31 losses, but losses to teams that, well, you don't lose to Georgia Southern when you're in Nebraska. And that was that was just, I think, the straw. They had given him, at, at Nebraska, the officials had given Frost an extra year to really right the ship, and it was obvious they weren't going to do so. So Mickey Joseph, who is a very highly regarded assistant coach, but not thought to be in the running for the permanent head coaching job, will handle the team the rest of this year. So what's his first challenge? Oh boy, OU. That's who they're going to play on Saturday up in Lincoln. And the Sooners go in as an 11.5 point favorite. Oklahoma's a very good football team. Right now, Nebraska is not. But you know what? They played last year down in Norman. And I think, if I remember correctly, Oklahoma was a 20 or 21-point pick, and Nebraska played them right to the wire. Mm -hmm, I remember that. I think maybe the Huskers will play very tough at home. But that's a a tough way to start. Yeah, it is a tough. It's definitely a tough challenge, especially when you're thrown right into that situation. All right. Well, most baseball teams around here are probably hanging it up. Thinking about spring already, but there's still some early October baseball there coming up. There is, and it's a very significant game. This will be the seventh renewal of Battle for Bell, and it's going to occur on Saturday evening, October the 1st at Hammond's Field. Battle for Bell sends Missouri State against Drury, and it is a benefit game. It does count against the games that you play for the year, but it does not count on your record as such. The Bears have won every game so far. Uh, they've been very close games. Drury has an outstanding Division II program, and the Bears, everybody knows what they've done in Division One. The game is called Battle for Bell, not Battle for the Bell, but Battle for Bell. It's named in honor of the late Howard Bell, the longtime coach at Glendale, who passed from the ravages of ALS, a myotrophic lateral sclerosis, Lou Gehrig's disease, passed away in 2013. Longtime area coach, not only at Glendale, Star player at Parkview. He, he just a just a baseball icon in this area. Well, there is only one ALS unit in this area, and that's at Cox South. And that covers the four-state area. Now, what they do, there is no cure for ALS, so they provide all the instruments and manifestations of life that make living a little bit more comfortable. It's, it's an awful disease. 
Anyway, the fact is that it's a benefit for the ALS Foundation at Cox. It's been very helpful over the years, and it's pretty good competition. This year, there's an extra added game. It's at noontime on Saturday, and it sends Evangel against a new program, BBC, Baptist Bible College. They are associated, of course. They'll play in the afternoon, and then Missouri State and Drury at night. It's, it's a huge benefit, and hope you're out there. October 1st is the night that it's happening. That's for a good cause, Ned. I'll see you tomorrow, sir. Sir.